Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 2095. Well, we've reached the halfway point in season 7, the final season of The Clone Wars, and I think it's time that we talk about how this season has gone so far, because as a certain Jedi Master once said, this is not going to go the way you think, and it certainly hasn't for me, and I'd like to know how you feel about it as well. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. I'm gonna try and find <laughs> the joy in this episode because, yeah, well, let me start by selfishly establishing some street credibility. I have been known in the Star Wars podcasting community for being a very positive voice and my own you know, personal predilection for life in general is to try and find the good in everything as much as possible. And there has been a lot to enjoy about Clone Wars Season 7, to be sure. Also, I think there's a difference between just, you know, being, you know, angry or critical about things and just dissing things willy-nilly versus actually you know, layering some critique on them. So criticism versus critiquing for all intents and purposes. And that's where I'm going to be trying to go with this on the critique side and not on the criticism side, because again, there has been a lot to enjoy about this season so far, but there are narrative choices that are very puzzling to me and I wish I understood more about them. And I'd like to start a conversation with you about this because I'm wondering if, you know, based on what you're about to hear from me, um, if you feel the same way as well or if you've been feeling the same way without me having to say anything about it. And as one other thing, let me add that I think the way that I walked into season seven of The Clone Wars was thinking to myself, and again, you know, this is ultimately me. So, you know, this starts with my own perception of things. The fact that you know, they've made such a big deal about finishing the Clone Wars, about this being the way that Dave Filoni wanted to end the Clone Wars, that he never got to finish this series, and so now this is his opportunity to do it, and that this was created as an opportunity by the fans, for the fans, I expected something different from what we're getting. So we'll start with the Bad Batch story arc, okay? First of all, a lot to enjoy about the Bad Batch story arc, and it was you know great to see it realized, you know, going from the story reel version that already existed on the interwebs to actually seeing the final finished product and to see the changes that they made over you know the course of you know years coming back to it and making you know the little tweaks and adjustments here and there, I think for the most part were really well done. So the story itself was you know perfectly fine and enjoyable, and I think you know. Probably, you know, one of the only negatives was, you know, the issue that we talked about, about whether two and three could have been, should have been combined. And additionally, that this is the only <laughs> dose we're going to get of the Bad Batch, unfortunately. Like, they've created some very memorable characters who perform very well on screen, and it's going to leave us wanting for more. Now, that being said, I just referenced the fact that this whole story arc existed in story reels previously, so the story's been told. And so I'm not sure I understand the decision to make that one of the final three precious story arcs for this final season of The Clone Wars. Now... Tying this into the Ahsoka stories and jumping ahead a little bit, we know that 
the story of the Clone Wars is supposed to end with the Siege of Mandalore. Dave Filoni has expressed this in multiple interviews, and that's what we are getting with the final story arc of this season, the Siege of Mandalore. So that is great and fantastic, and totally excited to see it have, you know, no issues with that whatsoever. The issue for me comes narratively with how do you get Ahsoka back into the company of the Jedi in order for the Siege of Mandalore story arc to happen. And it seems like the way that they've decided to do this is with the Ahsoka's walkabout arc, which is the second four episodes of which, you know, we're in the middle of that story arc right now. There was another story arc involving Ahsoka and the Jedi that was supposed to take place before the events of the Siege of Mandalore, and here is the Wikipedia write-up on it. It says, This story would be about what lay beneath the Jedi Temple, similar to how churches were often built on the previous religious center. Different Force user temples and maybe even a Sith shrine would be beneath. There would be giant skeleton kaiju down there. Ahsoka discovers a threat in the underworld of Coruscant and makes her way back to the Jedi Order to warn them. She, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Anakin Skywalker set out to rescue Master Yoda from the Sith Shrine. The arc would have also featured Darth Sidious trying to break into the Holocron Vault of the Jedi Temple, but Ahsoka would hinder his progress. So that story arc very likely would have taken place in between Ahsoka's walkabout and the Siege of Mandalore. Now they're going to have to work around this in order to get Ahsoka back there unless they're going to somehow leave open the possibility that these events happen off screen in between the two story arcs, which nah, I don't know is very likely at this point. So what they're going to have to do instead, which is what they've already hinted at, and we discussed this on yesterday's episode, is use the ending of the Ahsoka's walkabout story arc to link Ahsoka back in with the Jedi Order. And that means that the Ahsoka's walkabout story arc is the one that they chose to amend and make the one that would bring Ahsoka back into contact with the Jedi. And I think it's fair to say that the stakes in the Return to the Jedi story arc, as it's been described to us in various places, usually at a celebration panel... The stakes for that story arc are much higher and much more remarkable by comparison with what we're seeing in the story arc that's being delivered in Clone Wars right now. And so we work our way back around to the question of, is the Ahsoka's walkabout arc a significant enough arc that it was worth saying, hey, we have to bring the Clone Wars back for a season seven to tell this particular story. If we can only do 12 episodes, must we do this story? Now, I'm saying that, and I will also say that if the decision had been made to make Season 7 all about Ahsoka, and so the three story arcs that they told were Ahsoka's walkabout first, and then this Return to the Jedi story arc second, and then the Siege of Mandalore third, I think I would have been a lot more satisfied narratively by comparison. It would have felt like a more cohesive season, a more cohesive bit of storytelling, and a you know, more... You know, narratively valid reason for bringing back you know, Season 7 of The Clone Wars. But like I said from the start, I'm still finding things to enjoy about the Bad Batch story arc, about this Ahsoka's walkabout story arc, and I am fairly certain, yes, I'm predicting that I'm going to enjoy the heck out of the Siege of Mandalore story arc. In fact, I'm surprised that it's starting off immediately with the question of whether to rescue Palpatine or stay and help Ahsoka track down Maul, because that goes right into, you know, those initial elements of the story that we've seen at 
Celebration Europe, you know, teased where Ahsoka is going to get to be in charge of the troops and they're going to repaint their helmets and all that stuff. So, you know, that's, I think, one of the, you know, coolest and most emotional moments that this season is going to have to offer. And then again, maybe not. Maybe there's going to be even more to come, but it's kind of surprising that it's coming in the first episode of the final story arc, which leads me to believe that there is a lot more excitement to come in the rest of the story arc, and I'm very excited for it. So again, there's a lot to like about this Clone Wars Season 7, and a lot to love, too. And I'm also having these challenges as well and would love to hear what you think about the season so far and, you know, if I'm way off base or if there's some things that make sense to you or what. So by all means, wherever you can leave a comment on this episode on a social platform or at home base for the show at SW7x7.com, I would greatly appreciate it. And that is going to do it for today's episode of the show. Um, I also want to say thank you very much to Brian Fontaine, who became a patron again of the show. And, you know, that sort of thing is, it's just so awesome at every level. Every person who helps out, and especially now, my goodness, you know, the the opportunity to continue to do this and to have people like Brian and all the patrons support the show is just wonderful. And so if it occurs to you, if you have even a dollar a month to spare and want to support what I'm doing here and bringing a daily dose of Star Wars joy, even <laughs> when it looks like this, um, please go to patreon.com slash SW7X7. Again, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash SW7X7. All right, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.